The awesome, uh, crushing uh, might. Will you, will you achieve Baby sleeping, dropping fun. Joe, yeah, I'm supposed to start fasting tonight. Sundown is not till seven twelve, so I just had dinner. <laughs> Welcome, my friends. my friends to a show that never seemingly never sort of ends. This is round number one, three, two. We're going to talk all things. You know, UFC 253. And uh, I think it's a little weird. Where's it been? And uh, we have a tribute, the befitting uh, uh, Yom Kippur, but we'll let Bob Riley sing us in, intro, all of nothing, from Stigmata's record, Calling Up the Just, still available from Revelation Records, and playing them beats California, where they hit your car with a hammer, and they shoot you to death in a nightclub, go to their website, buy it. But right now, Bob will sing us in as he has since 2007. Listen, listen well. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I took my time with a good night. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and forth, always nothing. All right. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We fast until uh, until tomorrow at dinner time. So, uh, well, tomorrow sundown. If you want to be persnickety about it, um, it was it was great. I, I want to. Is it still going? The, the reverb effect. Sorry, I don't know what's happening. But I wanna. I wanna. We're gonna have a somber, slightly somber note. Um, and you know, you know how I am about death. Right, it's like this planet, this grand granite planet, is like uh, uh, hurtling through space at a high rate of speed. If it was a car, we'd want to get out quickly. So I view death as somebody's been able to get out quickly. Um, those of you who have followed MMA uh, for a long time, uh, um, yeah, follow MMA for a long time, might remember. The in the nineties, um, there was an MMA fighter named uh, uh, Eugene uh, Jackson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Robinson. 
And uh, I remember driving down the street, uh, uh, Bay Road, which is not too, like, three blocks from here at one point. And, uh, and uh, I had my kids in car seats. And uh, two, I only had two kids at that point, not four like now. And uh, I stop and I see him. And uh, he and I fought uh, before for that, for that article uh, that I used to do for Grappling Magazine. Him and Tim Lasik, and they both, of course, naturally, they both beat me. That's what's supposed to happen. Last time it happened, incidentally, but okay. He's walking down the street with two kids. Yeah. And uh, says, oh, you got your kids? Says, I got my kids, too. We're joking, and we're talking and laughing, talking about the fight game. And I said, well, you know, just keep your kids, keep your sons away from my daughters. <laughs> well, in literary terms, we would call that foreshadowing, you know, uh, uh, my oldest daughter actually ended up dating for a period of time, his younger son. And uh, the families were kind of connected. He, his son's trained at the Sorrell Academy. The one who dated my daughter, I, he actually he got an MMA as well. I remember being the jujitsu competition where I had to keep him from fighting at a fight. Uh, but the day started with my daughter texting me that Nico Jackson, his oldest son, is dead. He died uh, apparently last night. And uh, decent guy, really decent guy. Uh, you know, everybody's got a rough side. <laughs> I know some people might be listening. What? It, uh, we're not talking about that now. <laughs> he was always nice to me. Uh, 26 years old, uh, dead. Uh, total fucking drag. Uh, so for all it's worth, uh, this show is for him. And, uh, and, uh, so uh, there you go. Uh, Commercial-wise, uh, those of you who have been taking me up on my offer, going straight to the source, continue, feel free to continue to do so. Pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal me directly. I actually got a Venmo from Mr. Marcus, the porn star, uh, uh, this week. $100. <laughs> and then he put in the, in the subject heading, dance lessons. <laughs> which which I thought I thought was was uh, hilarious. But lest you think that he's giving me the money for the show, no, I, I did probably one of the least advisable things that you should ever do. That you should ever do. Never do this. But uh, I, I lent him money. <laughs> Never lend money to a porn star. Never ever do this. But dude needed it, and I just, you know, whatever. So uh, so he's paying me back, and uh, I guess he thought it would be funny. Uh, dance lessons. <laughs> so uh, that's it. And uh, also, if you want to go to Patreon, so you don't even have to think about it, patreon.com slash the Stomper or Stomperville. I can never remember which, but if you go there, you'll figure it out. Bada bing, bada bang. Anyway, so let, 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 let's, 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 let's back up a bit. Because if you've been following me on the Twitter on the Twitter machine, you see that it, it, but way before, if you if you think who's that guy's got the anal plug that, that stimulates according to what's trending, Israel Adesanya dominating Paulo Costa was not what was done. People were looking at dude's chest, and they've been looking at his chest for a week, and uh, and there were questions, and questions came my way. Uh, no, don't you hear about that guy who's designed an anal plug that stimulates based on what's trending on on Twitter? <laughs> so, uh, 
So he'll like he'll set his word like uh, American Bulldogs, Trent, you know, and uh, anytime somebody starts to do and it'll stimulate and he's designed it. There are, I would have written about it, but uh, there were articles about it already. And then I was like, you know, this guy needs too much attention. Right, get out the fuck out of here with your butt plug. Nobody wants that. But whatever, people are writing about him. So, um, but on top of that, people, chest, chest, you know, is, is he's chest? Is, is he kind of, you know, and I just go, look, let, 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 let people like, Eugene, what do you think? What do you think? And I, you know, I mean, I, um, yeah, yeah, man. I, you know, uh, so I, I just thought, let, let's, let, let's, I, I want to just op- open my head and, and, ha- and have you think about it in, in, in the way I, I think about it. Like, okay, so let's go back to me at 27 years old. All right. Uh, I do my last natural bodybuilding show, uh, Mr. California Natural. Uh, I go to say, I go to it's in San Diego. Um, uh, I, uh, I place like seven out of 11, you know, uh, disgusted with myself prior on that same trip. I had made, um, I had made a unscheduled, well, no, it was very scheduled trip to Tijuana, purchased a whole, uh, people gave me money. So when you get over there, buy some stuff for us. So I bought a whole bunch of steroids for people, came back, did a natural show, got blown out of the water. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, blown out of the water. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, you guys want, oh, my phone? That's weird. I uh, am. Yeah, that's my WhatsApp. Thing. Um, and, and then I decided that, you know, my whole thing was I didn't like the idea. I was a purist. I didn't like the idea of taking steroids to win the show. I didn't, I, I, I didn't like it. And then I went through this thought process of like, okay, steroids are for, for short terms. You know, a guy was like, I want to get big now because nobody has a 10 year plan to take steroids. 20 years, these guys die, right? So I said, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if it doesn't matter how long, I mean, I'm going to, I'll be lifting weights, you know, when I'm 30, when I'm 35, when I'm 40, when I'm 45, which has largely been the case, you know? So um, it doesn't really matter whether I take steroids or not. Uh, you know, I'm not here for the steroids, I'm here for the weights. So I start taking steroids, I get back to the Bay Area start taking the steroids. If you follow Aussie Confidential, you've, and you've heard this all before, right? Um, so uh, um, I give everybody back their money. Say, oh, I couldn't find your stuff. Hey, hey, hey. And I start taking steroids. And, and I'm having a great time. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted, tweeted out right, right as the show was starting a photograph of me pre-steroids, right? And you could just to get a gander at, at my chest. So this is probably, that photograph is probably from 83, right? I had hurt my back, hadn't been lifting for six months, uh, six or seven months. And so you, but you, you, you see my chest. So I start taking steroids. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, they're pretty great. Uh, Decaderoblin. Why did I pick Decaderoblin? Well, the research I did indicated that it was the safest for you. But I didn't read deeply enough. I felt great on it. I felt like a rocket. But I didn't read that though it's the safest and cleanest for you, what happens in large doses is it starts to aromatize on the periphery, which means that uh, um, that if you have excess in your system, your body somehow, and I could have the science wrong on this, somehow starts to convert it to, to, uh, to estrogen. 
That's why people take Novodex or Clomid or, you know, anti-estrogens to, um, uh, to, to, to keep this from happening. I didn't know. Not only did I not know, oh, Anabol was great. Not only did I not know, but though my cycle was supposed to be, oh, 1 cc, 2 cc, 2.5, 2, 1.5, 1. I didn't count on the fact that when you start taking it, when you start taking it, this thing starts to happen. For those just listening on the radio, I'm pointing to my head. So I go, 1 1 cc, 1.5, 2, 2.5, 3, 3.5, you just don't stop. You don't, you don't stop. Pretty soon, I was taking two syringe cases. I was like, man, if I could crazy glue these together, I could probably get six cc's. I mean, because, you know, this was a period where I said, hey, how many people have died taking DECA? You can't die taking DECA. So you can't die taking DECA. Yeah. Oh, what? Why? Why bother having a cycle that looks like this? I'm gonna go up like this, and of course, what I did was go up like this. And then steroids ran out. I didn't bother tapering. So afterward, I had all these weird problems, like depression and that, but that being, you know. Um, but that most most importantly, um, there's a, a picture that Steve Gullick took, and it was. Um, if I could find it easily, I, I, I would. Um, and I could, it was Oxbow's first show in London. And so this would have been 1990, right? So now I'm on steroids. I've gone from 205 or, you know, yeah, maybe 205 to, to 225 at this point. And you can see right away, uh, um, you can see in those, in those photos that my, the, the, this the, um, under my nipple, there's a certain puffiness. It's not bad yet, and you can and you can stay. You can manage this by nothing while the site. It's like this the seesaw thing. Though I'm making a sinusoidal wave for those just listening. Of if you can take, so I'm taking. I ran out, but then I got some more because I didn't like the feeling, and I got the ding, the ding. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've talked about it. <laughs> oh man, I was two sixty five. I was 265, and I was hanging out with a bunch of guys. We were all trying to get to 300. We're like, man, I'm 260. One guy went to the military. He goes, I want to go to the military. And he was like 265 as well. And they said, well, first thing you're going to do is lose some weight. He was like, fuck you. Walked out of the walked out of the, the induction office. He was super into the military, but nah, I'm not, not losing the weight, man. And we were like trying to get to 300. And then one of our buddies, Sean, Sean had congestive heart failure, almost died. They were like, ah, lean is in. We started losing weight. Anyway, yeah, I, so you know the story about, uh, no, I thought I could stop a subway train. So anyway, I don't want to get into that. So you can see what starts to happen is that my, my chest is sort of starting, and I'm aware of it, right? I mean, like bodybuilders, you're paying attention to your body. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I could start to, to grab the nipples, and I go, ah, God, it's gyno. All right, well, good. I'm going to do what bodybuilders do. I'm going to go get rid of it. So I go to a doctor right over here in Palo Alto, and the guy goes, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll take it out, and that'll be $6,000, please. I go, well, I got health insurance. He goes, eh, no, 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 this is, this is cosmetic surgery, so health insurance doesn't pay for it. And, and so then I'm like, you know, I, that's probably when, like, I started taking my pants off at Oxbow shows because I was getting hot on stage. 
but I wasn't gonna take the shirt off anymore. Just, uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like what it is. Yeah, six thousand dollars. You crazy? I don't have that kind of insurance. And the guy goes, "Well, that's great. Hey, you know what? You owe me for this visit as well, because insurance doesn't pay for this visit." I go, "Well, go fuck yourself." We end up fighting back and forth. It didn't happen. I met some other guy. I said, "Listen, so now every doctor I meet, I'm asking about this. I want to get it out. I want to get removed. I want to get." Finally, I found a guy to do it. And the guy says, well, you know, there's a catch. I go, what's the catch? And he goes, yeah, it's cosmetic unless you have breast cancer. I said, what are the symptoms that uh, might lead you to believe I have breast cancer? He goes, what symptoms have you got? I go, I have breast cancer symptoms. He goes, good enough for me. Let's get you a mammogram. I like this guy. I like this guy. So I go get the mammogram. I go into the office for the mammogram. Of course, I'm the only guy there. Yeah, whatever. Also, not only the only guy, the only guy who's like 265. You know what? I <laughs> I would put 315 on and do close grip bench presses for 10 reps. That's how strong I was. 315 pounds. Bang, 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 bang. Knock him out. 10. <laughs> so um, so uh, they take me into the room, you know. Uh, um, yeah, they Shaft had it. It's a real deal. So they put me in the room and they said, okay, we don't see any masses. Maybe we should do a biopsy. So I find the doctor. The doctor had in two hearing aids. I don't know. And he was about 75. I don't know if this should have made me nervous, but whatever. So the guy goes in and he does a surgery. Afterwards, he says, well, um, I took out the top half. So if you think your 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 nip, nipple is here, your you know your areola is there, and so you know there's this and there's the bottom half. So your head's up here, and and so he took up. I said, why don't you take out the bottom half? Because I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it could come back. Yeah, so I wanted to get rid of it. I don't want to have it because I knew I wasn't going to stop steroids. So I might as well deal with this thing. And uh, so, but he only did the top half. Put tubes in my chest and drainage bags. Okay, well, you know, if you're a fairly healthy, specifically if you're on steroids, the, tube, the drainage tubes were right away closed up. So the fluid got, 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 got trapped inside, inside. So not only did he do the top, but he, he, the, the fluid got trapped inside my chest. So now my chest, it looks even weird. This is why you have to be careful with plastic surgery. So I got to go, keep in mind, I'm, I'm, the, the charger want to charge me for this. Insurance companies get kind of cranky. So I go in again and say, I, 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 I think I'm having symptoms. I'm, what kind of symptoms? Another doctor. Uh, another doctor. Okay. Well, this guy is, this guy's a younger game, wants to do the surgery, makes the adjustment. Yeah, it's breast cancer. He's going to take out the bottom. Okay, so what he does is, and keep in mind, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make a semicircular incision and, and open the flap, and then you reach in with one of those claws like they have in, in cheap restaurants and, and, and amusement parks, and you pull out the, the matter, and then you cut it, and then you reseal it. The reason you do that is because you don't want the nipple to die. Well, this guy was a young guy, and as he's rolling me into surgery, I go, hey, you've done this before, right? He goes, well, I was reading a book in the parking lot, and I was like, oh, man. He goes, oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, yeah, he was just joking. 
but he cut my my entire both of my nipples off and put them on the table. Fortunately, I was healthy enough. They didn't. My nipples didn't die. But what he did is so he he takes out the bottom half now, and then he takes the the, the, the open holes, rolls the holes in on in themselves to close it up, and puts the nipples back on top. No drainage tube goes, oh, I've got a much better system now. Yeah, I've got a much better system now. Um, and and he, he sews them back in. But what happens is the way he sewed them back in, given how large I was physically, you know, my, you can actually see in that photograph I tweeted out from 83, and I was going to try to tweet out the one from 1990. The, the, my nipple has changed. The areola goes from here to like here. However, all of the glandular matter is gone. And, 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 and you know, the, the fluid, however, is still trapped. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. I go back on steroids. And then, the, you know, like I said, I got to 265 and a friend of mine got congestive heart failure. and almost, He got to 300 and almost died. And then we started to lose weight. Right now, I think I'm probably about 228. And drug-free. Anyway, so uh, um, so I'm looking at Israel saying, now, men get gyno when? Going into puberty, coming out of puberty. Men who have weight problems, you know, weight problems are partially, you know, fueled by endocrine weirdness. You might have it. You might have a touch of it. Definable cases of it. You could type it up. You can look at it. In MMA, George St. Pierre. Yeah, later life when men are going through andropause, you know, th things change. At this part, at this point now, it's immaterial to me because they've hacked on my chest so much. It's, 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 it's whatever. I got hacks. I didn't get real surgery. Well, I, you know, I mean, when I dropped down, when I did, I decided to, to fight light, light heavy or whatever it is, it's not so, uh, just heavy in IBJJF, I had to drop down to 202. And so that's the, as an adult male, that's the, um, that's the lightest I've been. And, and you can, I can, you know, I can feel that the, 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 the fluid is, is largely gone. But one of the things they don't count on is that your body starts to deposit fat in different places. There are no glands there, but, you know, if, if I go up and down in weight, I don't gain the weight of my ass, my legs, my thighs, my abdominals. I gain, I gain right here on, on my lats and this band that goes across. I don't know how much of that had to do with the steroids or with the gyno. I look at Izzy's chest and there are a couple of things that I'm thinking. I'm thinking, one, they're not bilateral, right? Usually anything that happened to my right nipple happened to my left nipple, right? Hey, these were, they took them both out, they put them back in. They took the top out they, on both sides, they did the bottom. They, they both looked weird, then they both fixed. It happened on both sides because you have glands on both sides. Well, what might, what might, what, so what, what happens? So you take all, all this kind of, you know, 
uh, exogenous uh, uh, testosterone, right? And your body goes, oh shit, his testosterone levels have gone up to 10. We should crank out more estrogen to match it. Your body's a homeostatic system. It wants everything balanced. So it starts producing more estrogen. Your steroids go up and you, st- you taper, you go down and your body goes down more slowly. And something with Decaderoblin, you know, I, I, I fundamentally learned after that, stick to something like Sustanon, something that's more closely like a testosterone. And that seemed to work better for me. Even though probably it was worse for my liver. Don't know. I, at this point now, every health screen I have, I mention it. They look. The liver signs, I seem to be doing fine. So typically, people go, I'm going to go up like this. And let me, let me mix in some Novadex or some Clomid so that when estrogen comes up, there's a ceiling for the estrogen. Now, people have done tricky things. Soy. Get out of here with the fucking soy. If you're a very, I'm a pescatarian. I'm like, oh, little meatless hot dogs, soy. Oh, so they have a lot of this vegetarian stuff now that has no soy. Protein powder, you don't whey protein, W H E Y, much better. Um, there's certain foods that you can eat that cause your body to release more testosterone. Uh, uh, pasta apparently is supposed to be one of them. Um, BPAs is why I'm nuts about plastics. BPAs are supposed to make your body release more estrogen. There are all these things that could happen after those prime target zones of, of going into puberty, coming out of puberty, or beginning andropause for an older man. But what makes me confused about Izzy's chest is it's only on one side. Now, one of you in the comments said that you had gone back, and this is what I intended to do, and I said it on Care, Don't Care. I still haven't had time. To do it between Care Don't Care, which we recorded at 9 this morning and now, because I've been up on the roof with a chainsaw again. Man, it was hot. It was like 100 degrees on the roof, and I was wearing black. <laughs> and, of course, naturally, I, I cut the electrical wire. That's a blast. What's all that sparking and sm- smell? <laughs> and that tingling in my hand. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so, so yeah, the, so the girls, you said, uh, Garrett said the girls went back and checked, and he's always said, it could be just, it could just be a weirdest. I mean, the thing is, when a guy is lean like that, you look at it and, you know, but, hold on, somebody's, somebody's texting me. What is this? Uh, 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 yeah. Um, so, so, um, um, so I don't, I don't know what to make of, of the right one, but let, let's, 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 let's look at this. Given, given his MMA game, game plan and given his lifetime combat game plan, we, we have to go to, to the issues of other you know, consequence, right? So how would, how would taking steroids make his life better or improve his fight chances. He's not a, a wrestle mugger. He's not a brawler. As far as I know, steroids don't make you faster. If you were, if you were, uh, 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 what is that thing they call in, in fight games? A, a spree, um, yeah, a spree, a spree fighter. 
who need, it needs aggression and needs to, to get to get you know fueled. I I, I don't. I, in other words, what I'm saying is I, I see I see the 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 drawbacks being much more um, the drawbacks being the debits being much greater than the credits on this one. It makes no sense. Injury recovery. Nah, I, I know guys who have taken up the injury recovery, but I also knew guys who took it for sexual dysfunction. And I'm not sure it did help for, for either one of those things. Because of course they, they, I got a big date coming up and they couldn't take the downward portion of the cycle where like me, you know, the sexual functioning was maybe catch as catch can. They're like, I need a bump. You know, the, the Friday night jitters, man. Guys are be popping into the gym dressed in them that night. What are you doing? Oh, man, you got you pretty good. What do you got? You got anything in your bag? No. Okay, <laughs> get out of here. Get rid of my bag. <laughs> so I, I I don't I don't know what to tell you. I I I the one side the right side, he was super lean. I can't see how it would benefit him. Attitude, I mean, he's not the type of fighter that it would benefit. He's a finesse fighter. How does it help a finesse fighter? Yeah, 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 you know, I mean, maybe, maybe, but he's just, he's not got the personality for stage fright either. I just don't see it. I just, you know, call me a fool. And then think of the guys who have got busted for, not, for, for um, the guys who have gotten busted for steroids that we know. Tim Sylvia, no nipple puffiness. Uh, Josh Barnett, no nipple puffiness. Gil, Gil Melendez, no nipple, nipple puffiness. I mean, the thing is, most fighters who are taking who are taking steroids don't want to get out of their weight class. Yeah, you know, then they could take crystal meth. Are they tested for crystal meth in the the, the oopsie? I I I just I, I I don't see it. But you know, the thing is, what do you know? You what do you know? You don't you you don't know you don't know. And and, and additionally, let me tell you. They went, somebody did a study where they started testing random things that they sold, sell in GNC, and there were steroids in some of them, like introduced by these fly-by-night, non-FDA-approved companies. Yeah, exactly. There's a great book about the, the Nazis with all that, all that drug use. And I know a guy who used to deal out of GNC. So... Who knows? You know, who knows if people are mixing in the stuff? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you crush up Maxibol and, and put it in a protein powder? Well, he goes, well, Maxibol only costs like 19 cents a tablet, but I can sell that protein powder for $100 a bottle. And people get a buzz, they come back and buy more. Ah, okay. I, I, just, I just don't see it. In any case, as a segue into the fight, I don't see that it helped. You know, a friend of mine... Lived in an apartment building, right? And uh, every morning, he would reach out and steal his neighbor's newspaper. Fuck it. He sees a sign by the elevator. Could somebody stop seeing me? I've been ordering the paper. And he can hear the guy through the wall calling the company. Hey, you know, my paper's not getting there. Every morning, the guy, he hears the news guy come. He steals it. One morning, he opens the door, and he's about to steal a guy's paper. And he hears the guy's door open. And he stops, doesn't look around. He doesn't look at the guy, doesn't turn. 
he just stops and takes his hand back and closes his door, and they never spoke of it again. I mention this. I mention this because uh, <laughs> I mention this because I, I think it's like what happened with Paulo Costa. I think he was like like trying to get in dude's head, trying to get in the dude's head. And, and then, you know, shows up and realizes, ah, door's open. I don't get the paper today. Close the door and that's it. He had nothing. He had nothing. His spree attack doesn't work on a guy who evades, evades and cuts on angles. He had nothing. People were like, well, he doesn't do what he usually did, which is just come out, come, come wild at you. Well, he didn't come wild at you because he was going to get, he was going to get gotten. That's why he didn't come wild at you. So, okay, so then he's got to sit, and then he's got to fight fundamentally a different fight. There was nothing that was going to get him out of the fight. And I'm like, you watch Care, Don't Care. What I said is he looked, he looked slack against Romero. Some people thought that he did not beat Romero. You, don't, you know, you look, at, you look at Israel's record, you got to think about his record in totality. How many fights a guy had outside of the UFC? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was hoping he was gonna get a chance to steal that newspaper and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Well, the thing is, to go back to steroids a bit, the steroids if, if people in the know, I'm not getting ste- I I did I got steroids from Mexico that first time. After that, I was getting them as communism fell in the late '80s, early 1900s. All these countries needed ways to make money specifically Bulgaria, you could get pharmaceutical, top-of-the-line steroids from Bulgaria for next to nothing, the stuff would actually show up in the mail. So, um, yeah, you know, um, there was, you know, what, 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 what's that phrase they use? Puncher's chance. He's got a, he's got a, a, a puncher's chance, but not it. And something else I saw, and I mentioned on Care, Don't Care, and that, and the, uh, and the, and the, in the face-off, when he threw the belt at Izzy, and people were kind of, you know, paying attention to the belt throw. It was, it was like my, one of my favorite. It's like it's, you know, I used to run this porn review site. And I had to watch like twenty thousand porno things, and out of that twenty thousand one, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes, that stuck in my mind was a non-sexual scene. People were just goofing off on a porn set, and and somebody squirted somebody with a with a squirt pistol, a water pistol, in the face, and and they did like that. It was perfect. It was like the most honest moment ever in porn because porn is a film of lies. So it was the most honest moment in, in porn. And similarly, when he threw the belt at Izzy, Izzy's reaction was so fucking fast. I was like, dudes, dude's got no no chance. No chance, you know. Yeah, you have to throw the punch for the puncher's chance to work. Exactly, you know. Um, oh, Jack. Oh, I love Jack and Dark Rage. Don't even get me started. A friend of mine took some Dark Rage, and he was on his way to the gym, and traffic was bad. He jumped out and left his fucking car. And goes fuck it. People like beeping at him. He goes it's broken, and he ran to the gym. Top speed, did his workout, came back, got his car later. So uh, dark rage, man. 
it's I think it's illegal now. You just go find it online. I had to stop taking it. Yeah, you know, I, how am I going to go through the rest of my day like that? Um, so Paul Acosta, you know, good for him to kind of, kind of, kind of play. And then Izzy, <laughs> it's like the DMX thing, man. <laughs> it's like this thing that fighters have, like feminizing their opponents. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, and so he's going to uh, hump him afterwards because, you know, it's consistent with what he said he was going to do to the guy. This is my bitch. It's like you do realize that if you're doing things right, the woman that you're having sex with, if you're indeed having sex with a woman, is enjoying the sex that you're having with her. Right. So this is a whole shameful thing about <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I did find it funny. <laughs> Because, of course, I imagined him to, to do it as I would do it. So he just did it a couple times so he didn't get in trouble. But I would have made it like deliverance, you know. <laughs> but then you lose the fight, right, where they have to, they have to drag you off of the guy. Yeah, come on. You want, you want to get sexy with you? <laughs> you know, some guy did that to me once, and he was like, uh, you know, he's, he's like trying to out-creep me. I go, it's not, never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You're never going to out-creep me. You know, it's impossible. It's, it's literally impossible unless you go criminal and then you're on your own. So um, so, um, so that was a great fight. And, and Izzy, um, you know, he mentioned doing the thing. He mentioned John. Just, there are really no matchups for him. So he, he's in an interesting, interesting championship dead zone in which we found a, which a lot of people – have found himself. John Jones, Johnny Bonin Jr. was the last beneficiary of, he did not get put in in a championship dead zone because everybody kept thinking he was beatable because he only opened the door enough to be able to see a little bit. He, what he did to Stephen Bonner, he never did again. Just savagely dominated. He just did a little bit of that. And so now he's like at, at Reyes. Hey, this shit's not so easy. He's at Reyes. And I, I didn't, I let John and Steph talk me out of it. I should have gone with my gut, which was the Polish power, the uh, Jan Blachowicz, but I, I, you know, they let talk me out of it. Oh, he's a better athlete. Da, 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 da. I knew in my gut, I knew in my gut that this better athlete stuff wasn't going to work against a guy who couldn't actually punch. And then, and Johnny Boney Johnny didn't stop there. He started doing a breakdown of the guys that he fought and beat. It's like, you know, Reyes, I've been telling you, the guy's a bum, and this is this is Johnny Bunny, Johnny State. But what's amazing about him is not what he's done, but how little he's shown you about what he can do. That's a Johnny Bunny, Johnny trick, and, and it, which Israel has it. Instead of managing expectations down, he's done it the other way. He, he, he's gone up. I mean, everybody knows with uh, it's got the Liddell mystery for, for Izzy that if you could, you could probably outgrapple him. Like you said last night, I'm a white belt for life. You could put, you, you're going to get clipped trying to get, you know. So all he had to do was to manage to, to be able to have a basic takedown defense functioning. And that takes, if you can't get me down, your jiu-jitsu is worthless. If you can't get me down, then, you know, you're not, you're not going to win by just laying on your problems for 25 minutes. Like Nick Diaz used to say, you're stuck, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Milton Boyle. So, um, so you know, uh, uh, exposed, I think, is a pretty healthy, wealthy, healthy way to, to talk about what happened to Reyes. And now Reyes has got this head thing happening. Well, who's he going to fight next? 
you know, who's he going to fight next to get back? I mean, he's not, if he's in the phantom total, his number is still pretty high, but his next fight is a must win. And when you say must win in that division, meaning you fight anybody, and if you flap your gums enough, you might actually lure Johnny Boney Johnny back. Keep in mind, keep in mind, the mistake that people make thinking about this Johnny Boney Johnny move to heavyweight, this is, it's a MacGuffin. It's a red herring. It's not anything substantial. What's happening with him doing that is like, because I want money. You know, with the bald one, you got you to do a mix of public and private, right? Because you say, I, I'm, not, I'm doing this because I'm not going to fight again because I want money, which means if you fight again, people can comfortably make the public assumption that you got the money, which makes the bald one look bad, right? So he says, you know what, I'm going to add, I'm going to, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna void, void, void my championship. You guys, it's an open division. You fight, and so light heavy happens. It's not even the main event. It's not even the main event. Can't carry a main event. So Johnny Bonjourney said, "Hey, you want me to come back?" Well, what happened is he got his money. He got his money. Lies. He got his money, and rather than say, "Yeah, I got, I got mine. You get yours," you know, all this kind of spree, the core stuff he was doing, he was doing, McRapey was doing, you know, Triple C was doing. We're going to leave. The only guy who's really done that is Nathan Quarry, who we call the MMA Cal Scalac. I, I mean, we. I just start calling him that. I'm going to interview the guy this week. I want to find out about where his head is at about what's going on with this lawsuit with the UFC. UFC. So so it's not it's not oh I'm gaining weight and he's got a video of him lifting and then the chin ups it's, it's it's not it's not the the idea is what fight can you give me where I'm in the, in the last five years of my career where I can make the most amount of money well let's figure it out I'll go wherever you want me to go to figure it out but I want I'm not going to do it for nothing all right but don't make such a big deal about it. I don't want to look like I'm giving it okay don't worry give, it doesn't matter. So he could fight Jan Brockovich. He could he could he could stay and go he go heavy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Now Reyes is in a, in a shit position. Even though this is what like his first loss, because he before he was in a position of likes to win. Now he's in a position of has to win. Try that and bet. Amp up the pressure on that. You gotta delay orgasm. You know it's not optional because she's already had an orgasm. You gotta hold back. Nope. They play havoc in your head. Havoc on your head. I, I got all kinds of stuff in my hair. They're climbing on the roof. I got I got things crawling on my body. I need to take a shower. Blahovitz. Blahovitz is not a long termer, but he's 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 a, a convenient chalk. Because as long as he holds the belt, Reyes has got nowhere to go. Reyes can't say, "Well, you know, it was so close." What are you gonna say? What do you, how does how do you answer the chicken leg? What are you gonna say? Jones versus Ngannou, that was a fight that kicked it all off when they start looking at the numbers and go, hey, man, we're supposed to get like 
five million for fight for this. Who are you? Yeah, you know what? But he asked for it pri- publicly. No, you privately you go. And now you see it playing out with, with uh, McRapist. You see it playing out where, you know, it, it's hard to tell. This is like a, it's a shadow game with these two. Now they're supposed, oh, you broke the guy code. You reprinted my text. You public. And then, the, of course, he gets into trouble. Then there's all this, you know, diversionary kerfuffle stuff. And now he's going to fight Pacquiao. And then, you know what? Nobody, why are you talking? He's shaving his head. He's going to fight Pacquiao. He's going to fight Diego Sanchez. He's fighting with the bald one. He's releasing tweets. They're complaining. They're beating. And suddenly somebody has a fight. They need to gin up. And it's like, yes. Yeah. Reyes is feeling a lot like Luke Cockold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, what's he doing? What's he doing? What's going on? You know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I, I, I haven't heard from a, a McRapey nut jumper since after since after the second assault. And there's been a lot of a salty water under that salty bridge. Nobody cares. Because you know, if somebody is sitting around seriously talking about fighting 39-year-old Diego Sanchez... That, they, that they've run out of options. The next fight on the docket that I'm excited about is Khabib and Gaethje. You know it, and I know it. Anything else? Okay, yeah, I got Jermaine Durandamy, friend of Knuckle Up, former Sorrell Academy protege. She's fighting next week. Pay attention to her fight, but her fight. Her fight, not the whole fight, her fight. Lesnar, that's a sideshow. That's a sideshow. Lesnar is not. And Lesnar's got enough money. I mean, Johnny Boney Jr. would take it. At this point, Johnny Boney Jr.'s objective seems to me to, 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 to have to fight as many fights as he can to get to 30 mil and then retire. You know, I, my, my, my ex-wife at one point, we were joking about money, and I, I said something about, well, you know, $10 million because I've got low aspirations. And she goes, you can't retire on $10 million. And I was, I said, I tell you what, if I get $10 million, I'm retiring, you keep working. Of course, you know, she's, she was a lawyer, and I wised up a bit, and I was like, yeah, you probably, at the age of 30, you probably can't retire on $10 million. Stuff's creeping around. I'm sure the weapon is nearby. Yeah, I got a light on the inside. Usually I have a light on the outside. I can't see. Outside people will be creeping up on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can. You can. It, almost everywhere else in the world, but not here. <laughs> and all, plenty of places in the U.S. as well, but not L.A., well, he doesn't live in LA. I guess he could in New Mexico. Yeah, not in Palo Alto. And not in East Palo Alto, which is where I'm sitting right now. Don't try it. So, so, um, so Reyes damaged goods. And I'm predicting, you know, this is the, by Wednesday. Let's see what he says by Wednesday. But um, if he but blench, we know our course. I don't know what's going to happen with his head. His head could be gone. It's his first loss, but 
the, the tab, I mean, going, you know, people were afraid to stand and, 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 and punch with this guy. And, and Blakovich and Polish style was like, you know, I'm eating these. You, listen, let me explain something to you. I went to, I went to um, the Berserker fight team in Stetchin. And a friend of mine uh, uh, was uh, was on the team. I emailed him saying, I want to come and train with you guys. He's like, yeah, sure. Well, he didn't tell me he wasn't going to be there that day. So I'm like, look at, it looks like from the movie Saw. I'm not even fucking cinder block. Like, and this is the old Berserker gym. If you go online right now and look at the new Berserker gym, it's like resplendent. This place was like, so I'm like, Kashi Tega, I think it's the right place. And finally, I, it's like a cinder block wall, and there's like this rusty door, and there's a graffiti and wind blowing through, and kids screaming. It's like, hey, so I just say, screw it. I listen, I hear some sound in the door. I go, this is, this must be the gym. And I yank it, and I yank open the door, and I step into the room. And it's it's the it's a locker room. Now you gotta understand, Poland is ninety eight percent racially homogenous. You know these guys who are changing into in, into their fight gear, they look up and to see me in their in their in their locker room, not even in the main portion of the gym. I just went through some side door in the locker room. It it, it was I, I can't explain to you how confusingly heavy it was for them. Which then became confusingly heavy for me, <laughs> because I'm trying to explain, you know, I'm trying to uh, explain why I'm there. <laughs> I said I'm I'm here to train with dude. Yeah, I don't know that he wants his name mentioned in the show. He was dude. He had just got out of prison, so I was yeah, with dude, and, and I'm like, uh, he's not here today. I was like, huh? Well. Okay, I'm in this dressing room, and I was probably, you know, walking around then. It's 225, 226. I was a child. I was a child. These, there wasn't a person in the room who weighed less than I did outside of the head coach. And it was just because he was shorter, and he was probably the same weight as I was. He's a big fucking big bone, big fucking people and you were not going to be able to you know patty cake him you weren't that wasn't going to happen now we've seen we've seen Blockovich get beaten before he's beatable for sure he's beatable but not by the likes of Reyes and more importantly how late Reyes lost is a blueprint for how to beat him in the future so what does that do now he's dealing with the head issue and the physical issue <laughs> yeah. So um I don't say that Jan is holding it, but I will say that Reyes is not getting a sniff of it. Not for a while. Not for a long while. Who is he gonna beat? He's gonna beat well, I guess he did beat Santos, but why run that back again? Santos beats Teixeira, Santos goes up against Blachowicz, he could win it again. And then he goes into it with a head that's different than Reyes's head now. Reyes, if he's smart, what he does is say, I'll fight anybody right now. I, 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 got, I need to fight before the end of the year. I got to start booking wins again. 
if you say I'm the fights anybody guy, at that point, wins, losses doesn't make a difference. And your head is just out of the game. It becomes a numbers game for you. I don't have to try to impress this one woman if I'm sleeping with 200. Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Uh, um, yeah, man. Yeah, this is a Polish cat. So <laughs> and, and I grew up in a time when people st- still told Polish jokes after uh, Lech Walesha. They stopped that. But <laughs> I don't know why they kept it up anyway. These guys have always been big. <laughs> Even the skinny guys are big. Um, so so these this was the co-main and the main. There were other fights in the card worth talking about. Hakeem, eh, a split decision. I think he barely pulled that one out. I did like his, his go game. I love the Royval, who I picked to win. Picked to win. And he, it was a pretty impressive fight. Bantamweight, but still. Yeah, people say they've been seeing Santos walk around. His knees are better, and apparently he's doing all right. I'm not buying it. I had a ruptured ruptured quadricep tendon. It took me a year and a half to get back in, into a cage again. And I was thinking about it the whole time I did, as well as anterior crucial ligament. That happened at the beginning of an Oxbow tour in, in uh, Rennes, third show in the tour. I had to duct tape my leg for the entire tour, and that's the same leg I've been having problems. Diego, don't, 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 don't. I can't even really talk about that. I can't even really talk about it. It's heartbreaking because I don't get the sense that I got the sense that Rad, it's like, man, I need some money. Need some money? Yeah, man, I really need... You know, I need some money. I tell you what, I give you some money. Oh, thank you, man. But first, yeah, would you do a dance for me? Dance? Yeah, you do a dance for me, and I will give you the money. I got, I got to do a dance. Yeah, no, I mean, you love dancing, right? You do a dance for me. I get you a dance partner, Jake Matthews. You do a dance. You do all right, you know. No, man. There's a, I need to think of a category for God. Well, I mean, yeah, raw is part of it. Retire already. That's a direction. You should retire already. Raw raws. But this is, this is a category of guy who it just makes me sad that you're fighting. You got to stop. You got to stop. Diego Sanchez is in that category. We got Carlos Condit coming up this next weekend. You got to stop, bro. Carlos Condit and Court McGee. Well, Court McGee makes a little bit more sense. Carlos Condit, and they and they're doing like as part of the package. You're saying stuff like he was 11 years old the first time he saw Diego fight. Would you 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 think that that that's what is that supposed to be? I don't even like people like to say hey eight, 1983 and then somebody says hey that's the year your wife was born. I don't I don't even I don't even. Don't even, I don't even lie. Don't do that. You were watching me on TV when you were 11, and now you're beating my ass around the cage. You think that's cool? Because I don't think that's cool. I mean, see, the thing is, you have to have some sort of sympathy. Like, I don't mind seeing, seeing Cerrone get his head slapped around the cage. He, so he's a raw. And I don't mind seeing Woodley getting slapped around the cage. He's a raw. 
retire already. But the guys that you who are in there that you feel sad about, uh, exactly. There were no winners in that fight because you don't you know couldn't put away a 39-year-old Diego Sanchez. So you know this guy is not, yeah, the, the cowboy sucks. And, and you, you know, he, he's not he's not challenging for the belt. See the weight? He is not challenging for the belt. So where is he? Phantom Tobles, what's your numbers say? Well, it's got a lot of zeros in it. 26, 26 years old, nothing. Nothing. Stalled. I picked Sajara Eubanks against uh, uh, Caitlin. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. That's why they say, yeah, that's what John Nash and Steph said. They said that they that the Baldwin was afraid that Diego was going to go bare knuckle because he needed the money. So he said to keep him in, he gave him a fight. So it's like, I want to keep you from dancing over there, but you dance for me. Just keep the guy the money, man. Maybe you're paying him right 17%. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. 17%. That's all they're asking for. 50% like other sports leagues. I got you. But, you know, Charlo, Nash didn't watch half the fights because he was watching the Charlo boxing match. How much did those guys make last night? Boxers. Lower viewership numbers. Come on, man. How many beach houses can you have, bald one? How many? So, um, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I don't know what to do. Other, other fights. So Royville was was noteworthy. The guy who came. Everybody's excited about the guy who came in five pounds overweight. Everybody but Izzy is excited about the five pounds overweight who then beat the guy from New Zealand with the head kick. Yeah, get your. And I think that. Um, uh, um, yeah. I think I think that Izzy's. I like what he's saying. Don't just find these guys thirty percent of their purse if they miss weight. Find them eighty percent of their purse, eighty percent of the purse, and then you don't. I bet you find nobody misses weight at that point. Yeah, but you know what, Izzy? What happens is eighty percent of the purse, and then you get guys dying during the weight cut. That's what happens. It's, it can't hurt that much, but maybe it has to hurt more than thirty percent. Maybe 50%. Half is something that people can get their heads around. If I tell you I'm going to cut your salary in half, you're getting kind of cranky. If, I'm going to, if I tell you I'm going to give you half as much for dinner tonight as I gave you last night, you might get kind of cranky. People understand half. Seven fights on the card. The whole thing. I watched the whole thing. Where, the interesting thing is, where does Izzy? Izzy says, I've got a game plan. So what he's trying to do is trying to get the best Johnny Boney Joni he can, which I think is too late for that, before he retires. But it seemed kind of comical. He's an, he's an, his IQ, his fight IQ is pretty amazing, and I think he's doing what precisely an educable fighter needs to do right now. I would venture, I guess, he talked more than I've ever heard him talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a result of that belt being thrown out of his face. And 
Johnny Boy Jr. is not doing a hell, whole hell of a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's training as well for his preferred modus operandi, hold you down, and to lacerate you. What do you do against a takedown defense? One thing we know is that he doesn't have knockout power. That's the most amazing thing about the fight. Not a single person watching that fight, not a single person watching that fight, um, uh, I'm talking about Jan and, and, and Reyes, not a single one of those people, anybody watching that fight would ever imagine that Johnny Boney Joni was going to knock out Reyes. But I felt it in my bones that he would. Johnny Boney Joni has not knocked. I remember one of the guys I used to bounce with. We, we started counting all the fights that we got into. All right. Start counting all the fights we got into. And then he said something pretty that he goes, yeah, we already talked about the humping. <laughs> he said, hey, Eugene, you ever knock anybody out? And I was like, I choke people out? I stomp people? I've thrown them downstairs? But I've never straight up knocked somebody out. And he was like, he's a judo guy. He goes, neither have I. So then we were like, oh, man, oh, man. Ooh, this is like this is like discovering that you're 30 years old. You've never had sex with, you never had sex. We, you got to do something here about this. And I said, you know what? This is crazy. This is crazy. And I got, you know, I was doing MMA. I got knocked out by Chris Sanford. I still didn't knock anybody out. It wasn't until I was in Brussels a few years ago. And some guy is messing with me in the audience, and I get down, and I slapped him into unconsciousness. And then I was like, man, how? Well, this is like six years. I was 52. It took me until I was 52 to actually knock somebody out with these. Yeah, exactly. 30 and no threesomes yet? All right, all right. Like it. Actually, you know what? I'm fasting, and then I'm also supposed to not be using technology right now. So, because uh, it's Yom Kippur, very serious holiday. I do this for you. I see Seth is gone. He's doing the right thing. He could have his Shabbos glory tell him what I'm telling you right now, but I'm not supposed to be on either. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm laughing at, at, at Genghis. So, yeah, we. In, in, I still say inconclusive. I, you got to know, you got to know that uh, I got to assume that USADA is showing up. And I mean, if they're, if they're swimming out to McRapey's uh, yacht, that these guys are being tested. But the thing is, you know, there are all kinds of weird things like with the technology, like what somebody started to do, and I have not researched this and I don't know, it's okay, your body's a homeostatic system, right? Here we go. Produces this much. Every man also produces estrogen, just lower levels. Here are my testosterone levels. Here are my estrogen levels. And they say, well, if I do this, they'll figure out, for those of you just listening, I'm raising my testosterone levels. If I go up, they'll figure out that something is rotten in Denmark. But what if I change the relationship between the estrogen and the, and the testosterone in other words, what if I take Clomid or Novadex or something like an anti-estrogen to suppress what little estrogen I already have, thereby sort of increasing 
technically sort of increasing the amount of available test, you know, endogenous uh, testosterone I have. It, it's all naturally produced, but I'm so I, I've heard tell of weird stuff like that, and I don't know if that will play. I mean, look, Victor Conti is right up here near one of my new restaurants, and my understanding is that he's got shit that he's got shit that uh, that uh, the, the, you know the, what I'm not saying people are still cheating, but of course you know people are still cheating. So my information. Ten years old at the at the at the at the at the very least. Ten years old. So I was afraid of that. SARMs. SARMs. I got some SARMs and read the stuff and I'm like, man, I'm not. I mean, with the benefit of steroids, people have been using them since the 40s. You know, Tony Sansone was the first guy I knew to have problems with it, but they've been using it since for the 40s. Yeah, Conti is is wild. SARMs made me completely, completely paranoid. I was not feeling like Nah, bro. I was. They were make. It was making me nervous, making me nervous. And there's no proof of concept. Like people say, GH, GH. I never saw a guy who took GH growth hormone who wasn't also taking steroids. So there was no clear cut benefit. If you take enough steroids and you take enough growth hormone, then you know, try taking a lot of growth hormone and no steroids. And nobody. I mean, Andrea Giant wasn't that strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Injection is much better. And that also seems counterintuitive to people. So anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, boy. You know, the thing is, though, try seeing these bodybuilders who are, who are older. Some of them still look good. Robbie Robinson, Robbie Robinson still looks good. Some of them still look good. Some of them look terrible. And then some of them are dead. Mike Matarazzo, uh, uh, God rest his soul. So there we go, full circle. From an old death to a recent death, this has been round 132. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Uh, Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon, what happens? You get Care Don't Care. It goes live. Tuesday night, you get the, If the Shoes Fit. I think this is, this is uh, John Nash's week, not Nate's week. So we will have no hip-hop evolution discussion this week. Um, Lydia Lunch has called me. She's apparently with somebody else doing a podcast on anxiety, depression, and rage. And they want to interview me for the rage section. I'll give you a sneak peek because I've decided that the difference between anger and rage is that um, anger is intellectual. Rage is emotional. That's that's a start. And uh, oh, sorry. And uh, the fight next week is a dog. I got two cares on the card, Jermaine and one other, uh, and, and, the, and the headliner, Holly Holm and uh, Aldana. I picked Aldana, and I picked Jermaine. I'm not going to watch him in real time because why bother? I can just watch him on, um, later. Two fights. I get up early on, on set on Sunday, and I can record Care Don't Care for the two fights I cared about. So uh, hope you live until next week. As you see, it's not always guaranteed. Take care of yourself. If you can give any money, like I said, at the top of the show, give the money. I'm sorry to have to drag you down the gynecomastia lane and come out inconclusive, but that's the way these things work. I, I, I told you in connection to Izzy because those glands are still there, even if there's nothing presently to activate them. I had them removed later for cosmetic reasons. After I'd stopped using, right? So, well, no, I was still using, but you know what I mean? I would have had them ultimately removed 
regardless of the use because of the cosmetic issue. If I didn't care about the cosmetic issue, I would have left them in and I still would not have been taking them was my, my, my macro point. It could be an indication of past use, doesn't have to be an indication of present use. Um, that's that bugs are coming in the house. Um, that's that, that that's the deal. So thank you for listening. This is 132. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Stay out of trouble. We'll see you soon. Oh, and I guess well, they're outside now, uh, so I can scream. But yeah, I'm gonna end the show with, "Look what you made me do!" Yeah.